Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We get the week rolling right here on Listen App. I hope you had a good weekend. The 49ers are moving on. They'll take on Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game on Sunday. Cincinnati is at Kansas City. You know, the Niners, they played, I can't say they played error-free football. I mean, the muff punt, fumbled punt, uh, but the offense played error-free football. The Cowboys did not. Both defenses were outstanding, and the 49ers, in a slugfest, get the win over the Dallas Cowboys. I'll talk a lot about that game. Uh, the Kings tonight in uh, at home against Memphis. That game is a 7.30 start. John Morant and Steven Adams, both questionable for the Grizzlies. Last night, Memphis played in Phoenix, and they lost by two points. I will be on at halftime and then after the game as well with Ryan and Sacktown. So we will uh, have a lot of uh, programming coming your way tonight. All right, let me get back to that Niners game. The defense is who we thought they were. Same with Dallas. Dallas's defense is very good, very physical. San Francisco's defense, very good, very physical. All right. Uh, the difference in the game yesterday was, again, the same problem that I have been talking about for years on my various platforms, and that's Dak Prescott. You are not going far with Dak Prescott as your quarterback. I say it every year, and I'm going to say it again next year before the season even begins, okay? He is Derek Carr. He's Kirk Cousins. He's somebody that can look really good, but when you absolutely need him in the biggest of games, he is not there. All right. He is not a guy that's going to take you to where you need to go. His interceptions yesterday were inexplicable. Should have had a third with just over two minutes left in the game. Went on first down. He put it right into the breadbasket of Dre Greenlaw, who should have had a walk-in pick six. I mean, that's what you get with Dak Prescott. You can't trust him in a big spot. Plain and simple. You can't trust him in a big spot. I mean, you got a guy that's making $40 million a year, okay, that's making those type of mistakes going against a rookie who was the last pick in the draft who made no mistakes. Go digest that for a minute. I mean, you just, if you're a Cowboys fan, I'm sorry. If you don't see it, you're not looking at the same thing I'm looking at it. And I've been talking about this for years with Dak Prescott. I said when he signed his contract, it was ridiculous. I said, that what, what, what an absolutely horrible contract that is. And here we are, same old story for the Cowboys. And, you know, Dallas is a good team. They're good. And their defense is very, very good. But when you need your quarterback to play an error-free game, that interception that he threw at the end of the half in the red zone turned the game around. Dallas was moving the ball. That could have been a 10-point swing. As it turned out, it was 
three points the other way for San Francisco going into the locker room. Can't have it. So if you want to talk about that game, hit me up. You want to talk about any of the other games? You know, I'm really not surprised Philadelphia beat the Giants. I mean, I, I thought the Giants needed to play a perfect game. I'm a little surprised the Giants weren't, weren't more competitive. But I told you they don't match up well with Philadelphia. I told you they, the Philadelphia is just a superior team. They just are. There's really not much to talk about that game. Philadelphia is a superior team. Bengals, I think they're going to beat Kansas City this week, especially with Mahomes' ankle. I like Cincinnati. I think they're that good. And you saw how they handled Buffalo. Playing on the road is a non-issue for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, Jacksonville's like the Giants. There was a building block year. It was a good year. They got something to build on, just like the Giants. But the teams that are remaining, they're your four best teams in football. And they have been, you know, Philadelphia, San Francisco, clearly the two best teams in the NFC. And you have Cincinnati uh, at Kansas City. So we'll talk about that. All right, Kings, after really, I I thought, a careless performance against Philadelphia without Joel Embiid and without James Harden. They had a 21-point lead in the second quarter, and they end up losing to Philadelphia. So here's tonight, and it would not surprise me if they rest Morant and Adams. Same situation. There's absolutely no excuse, zero, for not winning this game tonight without their, a guy that will maul you underneath in Steven Adams and John Morant. Now, Memphis played last night, so they, their starters played a lot of minutes, even the other guys. You know, there's no excuse, plain and simple. But we said the same thing the other night with the Sixers game. You can't lose to the Sixers without Embiid and Harden. Just can't. So there you have it. Those are the topics for the show. Hit me up, raise your hand, and we'll get you right on the program. It's that simple. Don't forget, halftime and postgame tonight on YouTube with Ryan in Sacktown. Just did a show with Sean Salisbury, and we broke down Dak Prescott and the NFL. If you missed it, just go to my YouTube channel if you don't like that with Grant Napier. And you can check it out at your leisure. All right. But I want to hear from you now. It's a Monday. We got football to talk about, 49ers, any of the other games, Kings, hit me up and I'll put you right up on the stage with me. And then uh, we'll be coming at you each and every day this week at four o'clock. All right. Let's get to Zach. Zach, how are you today? Zach, I lost you, buddy. All right. There you go, Zach. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing okay. Like, yeah. So with the whole John Morant and Stephen Adams not playing, like, I think it's just obviously it's. Whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. They're not. They have not been ruled out yet. Okay, okay. I don't want to mislead anyone on this okay. game. They're listed as questionable. But like, yeah, assuming they don't play, I mean, I think it's just like it's not just bad for the league, but like, I think like for Sacramento, like, don't you want to beat these elite teams at their full strength? Like, you don't really necessarily I- want freebies. I, I agree with you. I would want to. I would want to see how I stack up against the best teams in a league. So yes, personally, yes, I would. I, I mean, like, I would obviously, like way. getting wins is nice, you know. But but, but you kind of want to prove yourself to like the league and all these teams. Like, hey, we're right there with the elites. Like, we want to show them that we can beat them at the full strength and not just like get these cheap wins. 
Well, but the, it also looks bad, but it also even looks worse when you lose a game like you lost to Philadelphia without Embiid and Harden. It shows the rest of the league that, okay, you've made strides, but you're still very vulnerable. Yeah, I was kind of pissed off with that loss. I mean, that second half terrible was really bad. And when uh, – was it Daniel House Jr. that hit the halftime three-point shot or something like that at the bank? Gosh, I can't even remember off the top of my head, but I believe so. But, you know, again, the bottom line is you can't lose a game like that. Yeah, for sure. That's all I have. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. All right. If you want to get on the program, again, hit me up, and I'll be happy to put you uh, right on on uh, Listen App. Again, halftime and postgame coming up tonight right after uh, the postgame show right after the game. All right, let's say hello to uh, Anita. I won't ask Anita how she is today. I know how she is. Hello, Anita. Yeah, I agree. You know, actually, I'm, I'm doing all right because I knew what, you know, what the possibility was, um, you know, and I didn't, I didn't, I, I was hopeful, but I didn't, um, get my hopes up so much that I was crushed. I was disappointed because the defense played so well. I just thought if, if we could just, you know, just keep moving the ball, which we were doing, we had a chance to win that game. But, um, you know, Dak didn't show up. And, um, you know, and we lost. We, we know we lost to the better team. Like you said, the best four teams are playing next week. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. They are playing. And, um, All right. You know, so, how, I'm, yeah. All right. Let me ask you. You're, you're a Cowboys fan. You follow the team very closely. I've been very critical of Dak Prescott for a couple of years now. Do you agree with me, or do you still think he can get you to the Super Bowl? Um, I've I've not thought that in the, probably the last three years. Um, just because it's, it's in, you know when you have when you're inconsistent, much like the Kings were, you know you got to show up and yep. play for most of four quarters. You cannot, you know, play for you know the first half. Then in they ended the second half those last three minutes so badly. I really felt like that turned the game around. For the king, yes, I was at the game, as you know, and um, you know, and you see things at the game that you don't see on TV, so you really get that perspective, and you can sense yep. the momentum shift in a different way. Body language, you know, guys on yep. the bench, and I saw. Yep. I, I unfortunately I was behind the, the the Sixers bench, so I saw in their timeouts, and I'm just looking at Doc Rivers, and you know, yep. and, and you can, I could practically hear what he was saying to him, like, "Oh man." If we aren't as prepared as they are, they're going to come out and kill us in the second half because they have that momentum um, at the end of, you know, what did you guys always sure. say, closing out quarters? Yep. Um, and, and Dallas did the same thing. In the red zone, you, you throw a pick. And I knew then, I said, that's it, because that's such a momentum shift. And then they go down, and so instead of going into halftime, you know, up, up you know, by, you know um, at least two possessions, um, yep. you know, you go in, I think they went in tied, where they tied at halftime. Um, no, uh, so, they ended up. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that 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 turned the momentum of the game around. It completely changed the momentum of the game around. Yeah. And when they came out, um, it, I just felt like Dallas's defense, I think they played outstanding. But I think that the Niners, once they got a couple of runs and a couple of catches and they stopped pressuring Brock, I, you, as long as they were pressuring the kid, I mean, you know, you know, it was hard for him, but I felt like once they kind of got their confidence, I knew then I'm like, you know, and they wore our defense down because we couldn't do anything when we got the ball back. Um, and um, so in the end, you know, um, it is what it is. But I absolutely agree 100 percent everything you said about Dak Prescott. All right. How disappointing was it for you being at the game and watching how the Kings unraveled? You talked about the, the three minutes to end the half. And I agree with you. I said that on my YouTube show on Saturday night after the game, but you could feel it unraveling. And then in the fourth quarter, it looked like, okay, 
here come the Kings again. They're going to be right there. And then, boom, they're not able to close it out. What was it like being at the game for those final couple of minutes? Well, first of all, Domas didn't look like himself. Um, I, I could, he was just being out physical. I don't know if he's still yep. not 100%, but in person, I could just see that. That's number one. Number two, our bench didn't give us anything. Um, and there just wasn't that, you know, that uh, put your foot on their throat. When they were up 21, they had an opportunity to push it with the two or three to 23. Then they got, they had three or four, they got three or four stops and they didn't go back down on their end and score. They could have been up by 25, 26 going into the half instead of, I think they had, um, I don't know, Sixers that cut it to uh, 10 or whatever, but it was very disappointing. First of all, I didn't get to see the beam and it was my first time I was going to get to see it in person. Oh, wow. And, and, and as I tweeted out, you know, I'm in the elevator because I was at a, a pre-event to meet. Yeah, I saw you know, that picture. Um, yeah, and, you know, and, and who steps in the elevator? Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris. I'm like, oh man, these dudes are huge. And I'm thinking, yeah. I hope they don't kill us. Cause they look like they're just going to kill us. They just, you know, they're just massive. And so, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what they did. They, those are the two, <laughs> the two who actually yeah. killed us. Was, you know, we couldn't stop them, but yeah. it was still fun to be there, Grant. You know, and, you know, I was cheering my, my heart out because I was surrounded by Sixer fans and um, I didn't get to choose my seats. These were seats that were part of a um, this thing I'm doing with the Kings. But, um, you know, but I was screaming and you know, I had Sixer fans just screaming and hollering all around me. And I wanted to be able at the end of the game to turn around and say something. And I couldn't. I just had to walk out with my tail tucked between my legs. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Anita, it's so good hearing from you. You uh, have a good rest of your Monday. Okay, you too. All right, take care. Bye-bye. That's funny. Oh, yes. All right, let's get to Connor. Connor, you're next. How are you today? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Obviously, our Giants lost and stuff, but I wasn't as upset as I thought I was going to be just because, I mean, looking back, the silver lining, I mean, we proved everybody wrong this season and exceeded all the expectations, so you can't really be that upset. Yeah, and, well, Philadelphia is a much better team, too. You know, I mean, it's, it's you got to be objective. Philadelphia is a much better team. And I'll tell you, had the Giants not played Minnesota in the first round and got matched up with San Francisco, they would have gotten steamrolled in that game, too. So, you know, I'm with you. I look at the big picture. Yeah, and then some things I saw from that game, it was kind of weird to see Daniel Jones make some mistakes that he hadn't really made most of the season. It was kind of like his first couple years where – he had an interception. He had a fumble. Yep. I mean, yep. he missed some yep. easy throws. But, I mean, I'm not too worried about it because, I mean, you look at the bigger body of work, and he's obviously had a great year. So, I mean, do you think there's a lot to look into with a pretty bad performance or you just kind of throw No, Jim Shane, Jim Shane, the general manager today, made it very clear they want Daniel Jones back. You know, he made that very clear in his uh, season-ending press conference today. So, I think they'll work it out. I mean, I, I'd be I'd be surprised if he's not your starting quarterback next year. Yeah, and then one thing that I thought was kind of weird was to see that punt towards the end of the game, the decision by Dable. I mean, yeah, it was kind of weird, but I mean, it kind of rubbed me the it wrong was weird. way. But yeah. you know, the game was over at that point. It's just like the final play in the San Francisco Dallas game. Everybody's jumping all over Dallas. The game was over. Okay. They're trying a miracle with five seconds left. The game was over, all right? They're on their own 25-yard line. You think they're going to go 75 yards in five seconds? I mean, you know, I, I just, again, because of the way the play looked and how it backfired, uh, you know, people are all over Dallas. But the game was over at that point. So I don't even, to me, the last play is meaningless. Brian Dable punting in that situation. The game was over. Had he gone for it and made it, 
All right. The Giants still would have lost the game. That's how I look at it. Yeah. And then with some of the other games, I mean, what is it with the Buffalo Bills these past few years? They just seems like they can't get over the hump. I mean, what's the problem? And is it Josh Allen or is it just unlucky? Um, I think it's not Josh Allen because last year I thought he was great against Kansas City. They just had a, a horrible decision on the uh, kickoff. That's that's we saw that. Uh, the other issue, I believe, I thought Von Miller's absence changed their defense. Their defense went from really good to just basically a little better than average without Von Miller. That was a really bad injury for the Buffalo Bills. But, yeah, they had the table set. They were rolling. And I didn't think Josh Allen had a really good year, to be honest with you. I thought his, I thought he made way too many mistakes this season. I thought he was much better last year than this year. I really do. But, you know, if you're a Bills fan, you just have to wonder if you're ever going to get back to the Super Bowl and have a chance to win because – you know, everyone thought the Bills were the team this year, myself included, and here they are. They're not even going to the championship game. So, yeah, it's very disappointing if you're a Bills fan. Yeah, I agree. I mean, how about the Bengals? I mean, this season basically like a carbon copy of last year. I mean, they get yep. hot towards the end of the season, and then they just win a few playoff games, and all of a sudden they have a chance to be in the Super Bowl. They are a team that when they're rolling – they're very difficult to contend with. We saw it last year, and now here we are with the rematch, and now they're going against a Mahomes who's not going to be 100%. Cincinnati's got a very good opportunity to get right back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't know if this was already a thing, but do you think that we can put Joe Burrow in that same conversation with Mahomes and Allen and maybe Hurts? Sean Salisbury was just on with me doing a show, and he put him right in that category. That's exactly right, yes. I think so. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, he seems to, I mean, with his offensive line, I mean, are they going to get any of those guys back maybe for next week's game? Because, I mean, it doesn't really seem to matter. He keeps winning without a lot of key pieces. Effectively, with your offensive line, I thought that was the key to the game. Yeah, I agree. And then switching over to the NBA a little bit fast, did you see that? Rui Hachimura trade to the Lakers. And do you have any thoughts on that? Connor? You hear me? All right, I lost Connor. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you cut out, but go ahead. I got your back. Yeah, I was just going to want to hear your thoughts on the Rui Hachimura trade to the Lakers. If you had any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a good pickup for the Lakers. I, I think it's a good pickup, and I, they're going to need more. But, you know, the Lakers are starting. They've lost a lot of very close games lately. You know, they stole one from Portland. You know, Anthony Davis is coming back. I wouldn't rule them out to make a run. If if they're able to stay healthy for the final 35 games, I think they can get into the top 10. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can ever count out LeBron James. And if they can get Anthony Davis back and those two in the lineup for like a decent amount of time without the other going out, I mean, they can obviously make a deep run. Here's the other deal. I don't care who you are. You don't want to play the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy. You just don't. Yeah, I agree with that. And then one more comment since my internet's being kind of bad. I mean, just wanted to mention that the Oilers have won six straight, so they're really starting to I saw that. at a good time. Yeah, they are. Thanks, Connor. Appreciate that, man. Be good. Yeah, Connor McDavid is uh, just absolutely spectacular. All right, let's get to Jerry. Jerry, welcome to the program. How are you on this Monday? 
I'm fine, Grant. How are you, sir? I'm good, buddy. Grant, let me ask you something. You think, uh, you know what, I'm not a, a Cowboys fan, I'm a Niners fan, but still, uh, you think like when the playoffs start, uh, Dak Prescott, you, you know, you said it on uh, on one of your shows, I can't remember which one since you have so many shows, Grant, um, that Dak Prescott, when the playoffs come, uh, you think he he just like, you know, I don't want to use the word fold, but I mean, he's... He, um, uh, he's reading. No, I don't. No, I think he's the same quarter. No, I think he's the same quarterback as he is in the regular season. This is exactly how he played in the regular season this year. There's no difference. He, he's a very Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. He'll have games like Tampa where he excels and looks great. And then he'll have bad games. He had a great game in Minnesota this year. Great game. But he also had some horrible games this year. You know, he had a, uh, he's had some really bad games this year with really bad decisions and this has been the pattern in Dak Prescott and Grant you said before that uh, he kind of reminds you of Tony Romo he will give you good uh -huh. stats during the regular season but when it comes time for the playoffs uh, the man cannot handle the bright lights I will just tell you this I'm not a Cowboys fan but I will tell you that if I took a poll of the Cowboy fans right now and said hey next year you're going to be back in the playoffs do you have confidence in your quarterback the vast majority would say no. They don't trust them. They don't trust them to be able to win in that type of a setting. So I think that's the biggest problem facing the Dallas Cowboys right now. I really do. And I've been saying that for the last few years. And Grant, and a couple of things too, uh, that uh, what is up uh, with all these players uh, getting rest to this and that? You know what? There, you know, there, there's no excuse giving up 129 points to Philadelphia without Harden, without Embiid. Yep. I mean, it's just yep. you know. I mean, and and the caller before uh, Connor said that uh, that you know the Kings need to prove it to the league. No, the Kings need to prove it to themselves. That's that's what I think, and it's just so frustrating, Grant. I mean, being up by 21. Like Anita said earlier, uh, and 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 you just kind of had the feeling when the Kings were not making their shots that things were not going to go good. Yeah. No, it's uh, you're exactly right. They they do need to prove it to themselves. And this has been listen. The Kings are third in the West, and I get that, but they've been very Jekyll and Hyde this year. They've had some really bad losses, particularly on their home floor, which is alarming to say the least. Grant, who do you got, uh, Philly or um, San Francisco? I'll make my pick coming up later in the week. Right now I'm on the fence, but uh, if you had, if you told me I can't wait till the end of the week and I had to say now, I would take Philadelphia by a field goal. All right, sir. Thank you for your time, Grant. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jerry. Take care, buddy. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. Why don't we uh, welcome in Jeff. Jeff, good to have you on this Monday show. How are you today? I'm doing good, Grant, with that 49er win. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sorry about your Giants. I thought they were going to be a tougher game, but they just were over. Okay. Yes, they were. So I mean, I I was on pins and needles, especially that first half, and uh, I was just I knew it was going to come down to a turnover. Then Prescott did his, uh, you know, going down there towards the first first half ending, and that turnover really, really turned the game around. Yeah, yep. that that was it, you know. And I'm telling, then with Pollard going down, that you know that was something. So, anyways, to change subjects, uh, uh, 
Can you explain to me? I hope this is not a real stupid question, but what is how do how does the plus minus work in basketball? Can you explain that stat to me, please? I see. Sure, it. absolutely. Yeah, when you're on the court uh, as an individual, just keep score. So, like, if you're playing, let's say twenty minutes, and while you're on the court, your team outscores the other team by five points. You, as an individual end up as a plus five. That means when you were on the court, your minutes while you were playing, your team outscored the other team by five points. All right. So conversely, if if you were on the court for 20 minutes and the other team outscored you by five points, you would be a minus five instead of a plus five. Oh, I got it. I see the Kings. They've got pretty good stats in their starting lineup. They're all pretty good, like double digits with the plus and minus. Yeah, so, but I just didn't know how it worked. So yep. I guess I could have Googled it, but I thought I'd get the That's okay. Answer. There you go. I get the answer from the guru. <laughs> there you go, my friend. All right. Well, you have a good one, Grant. Thank you. Look forward Thank to you, hearing. Jeff. Take care. Look forward to yep. hearing you tonight. All right. Bye. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, we'll be on at halftime and we'll be on after the game as well. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, hit me up, hand icon. Let's talk about the Niners. Let's talk about the Kings. Again, uh, questionable for the game tonight, John Morant and Steven Adams. Let's get to some more phone calls. Why don't we bring in – oh, I just – Ryan, hit me up again, buddy. I hit the wrong button there. There we go. All right. A little touchy there today. All right, Ryan, how are you, bud? Hey, Nahapes. Bring some uh, levity to the show. I met Liam's first soccer practice, and his coach asked him to dribble, and he picked up the ball and started bouncing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Maybe it. Maybe it's the wrong you know sport for him. I love it. I abs- that is really just absolutely a classic. I love that. <laughs> Anyways, hey, uh, something we don't get to talk too much together, football. So I am really, really excited. I mean, either way this pans out, I think we're going to get a good Super Bowl with some fresh teams, obviously, since he was there last year. Um, But I wanted to kind of debate and get your thoughts on Kansas City and whether you think they are better off putting a sitting duck Mahomes back there or game planning the entire week for Chad Henney. I think you're going to do both. Uh, they're obviously going to start Mahomes. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And if Andy Reid gets to a point where he feels that Henny gives them a better chance to win, then they're going to do that. I don't think there's any question that Andy Reid would have no problem pulling Patrick Mahomes from the game if he feels that his inability to win the game, you know, I mean, he would take him off the field. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind. But 
there, I think Chad Henney's going to get a lot of snaps in practice this week. I mean, Mahomes won't probably practice at all. And Henny will get snaps with the first rep. I mean, with the first team, he'll be ready to go. And the Kansas City Chiefs will have both guys ready to go and probably both expecting to play in this game. Yeah, because, I mean, it's going to have to be two completely different game plans for each quarterback. They're two completely different quarterbacks. Um, So the scheme will be somewhat different for them. In Cincinnati, you want to talk about a defense that flies over the field. Not many people are talking about how good that damn defense is. Holy crap. So yeah, and the I, defense I will also have to cut the defense will also have to plan for both guys too. So, you know, it works both ways. Well, I mean, how much do you have to plan for Chad Henney? Let, let's be honest. He looked pretty damn good. He looked pretty damn good against Jacksonville when he was in the game. He looked really good. Didn't he? He didn't look bad, but you know, I mean, he's not very mobile. That's the problem. No, and, no, that's what, but that's what I mean. It changes how you attack them defensively when Chad Henney's on the field. No question. Definitely. And hey, shout out to your Giants. I I do have to say, even though they lost, they had a great season. And tell you what, one of my buddies, we were watching the game and he goes, look at the coaching staff. I'm like, yeah, he goes, all of them, if you put them on the offensive line, I could run for a thousand yards. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Yeah. You know, what's funny, I was thinking about this. I I didn't say this on the air, but Brian Dable and I, it's, you know, we laugh about it. He really needs to take care of himself. Uh, right after the season here. I mean, his health, I mean, he even said it. He joked about it in the post-game press conference before, or the pre-game press conference about his weight. You know, he really needs to manage that. I mean, he's he's ballooned up. That is not healthy, to say the least. Yeah, well, it's not a very healthy lifestyle either for any of these coaches. Most no. of them are sleeping no, in it's their not. offices most weeks. It's so, not, but um, I would also say conversely, I would also say conversely this, okay? There is, there is every single thing at your disposal to be able to work out when you're a coach and you do see some coaches in the NFL that are very fit because they make it part of their regiment to spend their 30 to 45 minutes a day or four days a week getting in the gym, which is, you know, a couple of paces from where they work. You got everything right there. So, you know, you're right. It's not a, it's not the ideal lifestyle in terms of your health, but, you know, it's right there for you. All right. And it's 30 to 45 minutes. So a lot of the coaches, a lot of the coaches utilize it. So is uh, more dribbling going on in the background there? Uh, Liam just finished practice and says he loves playing soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Good, good, good. So, hey, uh, last question. Uh, Do you think the Giants move fast on Daniel Jones or do you think there's a chance they're going to franchise him? I think they're going to work out a deal with Daniel Jones. I think they'll come to terms with a deal. I really do. Saquon Barkley, I'm not as confident about, but Daniel Jones, yes, I think they'll work out a long-term deal. I hope so, because he seems like a great fit there. So, all right. Yep. I will uh, see you later tonight. Go Kings. Thank you, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, let's move along to Brian. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Grant. How are you doing today? I'm good, one. What's up? Oh, hey, so all the football talk as a – as a Niner fan, I tell you, that was an old-fashioned uh, slugfest. And I that game had me very nervous. Just every every play had so much ramifications. You could just feel it in that game. And Loved it. With, with, uh, with the Niners getting two turnovers and only up 9-6, that admittedly made me a little nervous going into the second half. Uh, but 
uh, Shanahan, you know, he had a pretty conservative game plan, took some shots downfield. You can tell they tried some plays and, and Purdy didn't uh, press the ball and took some sacks or, or you know, throwaways. And uh, that was the difference in the game. No mistakes. Perfect. Uh, the only mistake was on the, you know, the muff punt. And that was a big fumble at the time. But you're right. Their offense played very, very well. Very well. Yeah, no, and that, you know, he, you could tell he gave a lot of respect to the Dallas DS should. And I going into the game, I thought we'd see more of McCaffrey, but, you know, both defenses showed up and, and yeah. you know, it was, it was a great game to watch. It was. It was a great game to watch. Um, I love watching one possession games because literally every snap can have a different outcome. So I'm with you. I, I really enjoyed that game thoroughly. I thought it was a tremendous game. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and as Ryan alluded to a moment ago, you know, who, regardless of who wins these next two weeks or next weekend, you know, this, these are the these have been the four best teams generally. You know, I would include the Bills there yep. as well. And uh, it should, yep. should match up to three final great games. And curious on the Bills front, I, I've heard publicly or whatnot that, you know, Buffalo's coaching staff getting outplayed in these close games. Have you heard or read anything about that or what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I mean, Sean McDermott, I don't know if it would be safe to say he's on the hot seat right now, but he's getting closer to it. That's for sure. It's a very good point that, you know, their, their close games has been an issue. So I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if they went in a different direction, but I don't think Sean McDermott's got more than one more year left in Buffalo. Yeah, I wonder if the OC Dorsey's on the hot seat because, yeah. I mean, to get basically – Double-digit losses since he at home. I mean, for a team that yep. caliber, that is highly disappointing. Yes, it is. Very well said. Thank you, Brian. So, yep. Bye. All right. Uh, we have time to fit you in if you want to get in on the program. It's easy to do. Don't forget that I will be on at halftime with Ryan on uh, my YouTube channel if you don't like that, and we'll be on after the game as well. I just want to, again, thank everyone for all the support on all of these shows. It's been amazing. Uh, the YouTube shows that are also shown simultaneously on Periscope and Facebook Live. I mean, we're getting thousands of people watching uh, the post-game shows. And so I'm grateful for that. I mean, I really am. I thank you for your support. We're having a lot of fun. And I'm just, its it's been better than I thought, to be honest with you. It, it's starting to really if every single show, it seems like we're getting more and more people. We're getting new people that are finding out about this show. And I love that. So spread the word, join us halftime. And then after the game as well on uh, YouTube live Kings and Grizzlies tonight. If you are just joining me, John Morant and Steven Adams are both listed questionable for the game tonight. And uh, for the Kings, you know what? It's just got to go out and get the job done. You can't have another Philadelphia game. You just can't. You just can't. You know, the good news for Sacramento is a lot of the teams around them, you know, have also uh, been struggling. You know, a team that's not, you know, Minnesota's starting to play well, and that's going to be very interesting because the Kings go on the road right after the Toronto game, and their first two games are, you know, both against Minnesota. All right, let's get to John. John, how are you today? Grant, I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What a freaking weekend, huh? I don't know anything about the NFL. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> well, hey, 
I'm glad last night's game wasn't a total blowout. I understand my kicker freaking sucks. And I thought the Giants were going to be I thought the Giants were going to be much more competitive against the Eagles and I'm not sure if that's yep. the Eagles were real good or the Giants just finally had a subpar game. You know, after the, the season the Giants have played, I absolutely commend Dable. I think he probably should be coach of the year. I mean, there's a couple other candidates perhaps, but he'd get my vote, you know what I mean? The Eagles, the Eagles are – there are a couple of things. The Giants don't match up with the Eagles, all right? It's not a good matchup for them. Yeah. They haven't won in Philadelphia since 2013. Philadelphia is a much better football team. They're much better defensively. They're much better offensively. That's just the way it goes. You know, I mean, I'm not even upset about it. The Giants lost to a superior team. I thought Jalen Hurts would be a little more suspect with, than he was, man. He played lights out, and I commend yep. him for it. You know what I mean? I agree. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah. And I freaking hate the Eagles, too. There's only one team. I do, too. There's only – I. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's my cousin. He's listening. He got a kick out of that, too. Uh, I hate the Eagles as much as you, man. We agree on a lot of things and disagree on a lot of things. But about the Eagles, we agree on that, man. We've had that yep, conversation I'm with you. before. But, hey, John, just you know so you know, I hate the Cowboys more than I hate the Eagles. Oh, I understand that. And I have that conversation all the time. There's no middle ground with the Cowboys. You either no. hate them or love them. Nobody thinks, oh, yeah. I don't know. What are they? Who are they? Hey, I understand John, that. John, you want to know why? You want to know why I hate the Cowboys so much? It's I because think I know. Fans, we definitely want to hear from you. Because their fans are delusional, all right? Because their fans always think that every year they're going to win the Super Bowl and they don't acknowledge – what their problem is. I used to have this debate on my radio show every year. I used to tell the Cowboy fans before the season began, I'm like, I don't care how good you are in the regular season. You'll never win with Tony Romo as your quarterback in the postseason. So now we got Dak Prescott, and I'm telling you the same thing. But it won't matter. The, the football season will start next year, and Cowboy fans will go around saying, oh, don't worry. Dak's going to be fine. Oh, it's going to be fine. Oh, we're going to be good. Oh, he's going to learn. Uh-uh, that's who he is. It's the same old thing. Philadelphia fans, I will give them credit. The Philadelphia fans, as ruthless as they can be and as cruel and as vile, they understand their football, and they also understand when their team's good. They also understand when their team is not good. Cowboy fans never want to acknowledge when their team is not good. They always think, oh, no, it's going to be fine. It's just like Jerry Jones is delusional. That, Grant, that's why, simply, that's, Grant, that's my issue with Dallas. You can't group me in with every single Cowboys fan. I'm much more objective, and I understand. Most of my best friends are Cowboys fans that I've never met. They think the same thing every year. Oh, we're going to win everything. And I realize, check it out. If we, our offensive line sticks together, we'll be fine. And I know that our, our brand is so huge, we're always going to have a fairly talented roster, which you're probably going to go 8-8 yep. eight eight if we have no coaching. Good coaching, 12-4. and four, Bad coaching the other way. And, you know, we, we talk about it all the time, probably starts from uh, the top down. And, hey, I, I agree with you about Dak. He's the same as everybody else. I said he's Philip Rivers to me is what I said. You know, I kind yep. of talked about it a little bit when you and Sean were breaking it down. I appreciate Sean, yep. too, in the, the previous podcast. I freaking love it, man. And well, I hope I hope it's funny to say for me, I hope San Francisco – beats Philadelphia. And I'm not anybody who roots for San Francisco very often. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, I really I do. do. Yeah. And I, I, I got to tell you, I'm glad the game's in Philadelphia because I'm so sick and tired 
I seen Jerry Rice run around the field and throw the football around before the game. The guys are and listen, I understand Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver that ever lived. The guys are freaking eagle maniac. Get the hell off the field, would you please? It it, it drives exactly me crazy. I know exactly Ridiculous. what you mean. You're preaching to the choir, sick of seeing yep. all that BS. <laughs> Don't need that. John, hey, you take care, buddy. This evening, man, yeah. it's going to be a tough game, but we got to play them. We got to play good defense at the end and try and light the beam, everybody. Yes, indeed. You take care, buddy. Happy, hey, Grant, happy Monday, my friend. Talk to you uh, later on in the week. And thank you. All right. And my take cousin, care. my call. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. Tell your cousin that uh, his laughs sound good. Uh, in the background. It's kind of good background. Thank you, John. Appreciate you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Having a good time there, and I'm glad your cousin's getting a kick out of that. For the cousin, your 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 cousin John, uh, you know, he 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 can go a little overboard sometimes. But I love John. We've had great banter back and forth over the years. He's one of my favorite callers. So I hope you all enjoy the rest of your Monday there, John and your cousin. And I hope the grill's fired up. Hope you're gonna have a good meal. It's all good. All right. Don't forget halftime tonight, YouTube live after the game. YouTube live. Ron and I will have the show for you. The game's starting uh, at 7.30 tonight, not 7. So I'll be on at about 8.45 and about 9.45. Uh, the Kings and the Grizzlies still questionable. John Morant, questionable Stephen Adams. So we'll see. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Whoa, we got one other caller to get to. Oh, we can't get off without saying hello to Al. Hello, Al. Thanks, Grant. I'm sorry I caught you. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry I caught you. Leave it with your foot out the door. I wanted to just say, hey, I, I got it was, it was our anniversary on Saturday, thirty nine years, and uh, I found the wife. I, I sent her a sympathy card. I mean, I don't know how anybody can put up with me for thirty nine years, but so I just yeah. got her. A, but uh, I said, hey, I want to go to the Kings game. You mind? You want to go to the game? Because we hadn't been to the game in a couple of years. And she uh-huh. said, sure, why not? And it was fun. I had fun except for the final result. But we got down there. I forgot how easy it is. Everything's just right there. It's so nice. And we got in, went over to the yard house and had a had a couple beers, had dinner. The only game I didn't get really get the sheep football wise was kind of your game because we were like on the road. Cause I'm kind of a leave early kind of guy when I'm going to a game. I don't want to rush. I want to take my time, know where I'm going. So we I didn't get a chance to see a lot of your game, but you we didn't miss anything. There. The game the game was over in the first quarter. You didn't miss anything. Well, here's the thing. You got to 
crawl before before you can walk. You got to walk before you can run. The Giants have a bright future. They got a, a solid GM, a solid coach, sixty million dollars, you know, of money to spend. If I'm looking at the article, and you know, maybe they can't. They're not on line with with uh, Barkley, but you know, it's a, it's a passing league, man. And you know, you don't want to overpay for these running backs like Dallas did with the Elliott. And and the Rams did with Gurley, so you know Daniel Jones though I think is the key. He had a rough game, but you know what a it was a wonderful year. You got to look at the the whole body of work, you know. And for me, yep. Dables the coach of the year because nobody picked the Giants to make the playoffs. I mean, I think they're over or under even with the Niners. A lot of media liked the Niners for the playoffs. That was before mm-hmm. Lance went down, and then Garoppolo came in. Let's face it, you said this. You know, so I, I look at the body of work and Dable, what he did with what he had and got the confidence back at a team that had been in the playoffs for like, I think, for about 11 years or so. So great season. You just got to take it for what it is. And you knock on the door next year, kick it in. I, I was shocked at that, that, that. And I listened to your rant and I, and I tuned in to Sean. Uh, I was shocked at how the Bengals and they just shut Allen down. I mean, here it is, Nate. Yep. It's in Buffalo. It's snowing. They showed DeMar Hamlin. I can't even see him on my TV. I got a, a smart TV. It's a new one. And it's like there's too much snow. Snow is even getting on a camera. And I, but, you know, they went in and they didn't blink, Nate. I don't know what their defense, whoever their defensive coordinators or what kind of they game play plan they came up with. They played great. They played great. I oh. mean, on both sides of the ball, they were really, really good. They were really good on both sides of the ball. They they really, to me, were as impressive as any team this weekend. They were really good. They were my top. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, it was just phenomenal. And then I, as far as uh, uh, your rant on Dak, you know, I felt bad for Anita and John and the other – and my brother-in-law is a huge Cowboy fan. He's kind of like John. He's a little bit more pessimistic than some. I'm not. I'm with you though. On the majority of them are thinking, and they're and they're media too. You know, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. They've got, and you've been pointed out, their defense is good enough. But oh, those two back-breaking interceptions. That's that, especially the second one. I mean, they had drove, driven like 50 yards. I think they were looking good. I think Dak had just scrambled around left end for a like a first down. And then this unbelievable pick, it just bounces up in the air. Yeah. I'm almost like, who the hell was he throwing it to? Nobody. You know? yeah. So, so that's a, I, I think he's another, you, I can't, I echo everything you said with you and then with Sean. And I'll just leave you with, I, I think, I, God bless Mahomes. He's a, he's a, he's a beast man if he plays, but Nate, He's going to be playing on one leg, man, and he's, we'll he's not going to – he's going to – he doesn't – you know how he's a, so elusive and he and he creates plays? He, how, he can't do that on one leg, man. I, I, I don't see – I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think it's I, – I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I'd be very surprised if he performs at a high level. Hey, Al, good hearing from you, buddy, and right. happy anniversary. Thank you yeah. for taking Thank my you. call. My pleasure, Al. You take care. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to uh, Rich. Hello, Rich. Hey, good afternoon, Grant. <clears throat> I I know you're getting ready to close down shop. I appreciate you taking my call. 
No, I got. I go on as long as I have callers, I stay on. Don't worry about it. All right, buddy. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit bummed out. This game doesn't start till seven thirty. You know, Grandpa Jerry and I. You know, that's almost getting past our bedtime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And then we have to stay on for the the, the post game show. So that's really getting. You know, that's really. There you go, my friend. I love that. There you go. I, I want to make it short and sweet. Okay. Yeah. What I want to what I want to say is tonight's game, and I'm looking at, and I'm not, you know, as far as Morant, you know, those two guys, the top players, Adams questionable, Morant, yep. yeah, being questionable. I'm not giving a whole lot of credence to that, but the the thing that I'm really want to see is the keys to the game is that the bench, the the Kings bench starts picking up, and I think if they if they start, you know, Monk, you know, was you know like Coach was saying, oh yeah, he should be yep. up for the sixth man of the year and all this shit, you know. That was way too early to make that kind of call. Yeah. You know? Yep. I agree and, with you. Yep. Yeah. And I just, I want to see the Kings need the bench to get a lot stronger. And I'm going to look mm-hmm. at that as a keys to the game tonight to get a win. Yep. I think it's a good, so, good job on your point, Rich. I yeah. totally agree with you. I think the bench does need to step up. Yeah. So anyway, that's it, man. You have a good rest of your afternoon. <laughs> or Thank you, Rich. And yep. uh, thank you, buddy. We'll, we'll, hopefully I can stay up till post game, brother. I hope so, my friend. You take care. Bye-bye now. Okay, you do the same. Bye-bye. Thank you. Good stuff from Rich. Let's get to uh, – we got uh, – I think we got John's cousin on, Anthony, I think. Hello, Anthony. Anthony. All right, Anthony's new at this. Anthony? All right, I got to put Anthony back in the audience. Let's get to uh, Trent. Hey, Trent. Hey, I appreciate the uh, – thanks for having me on. Um, I'm here with sure. this producer. Thank you. And uh, – I just got to say that um, the game, the Bengals-Bills game was so hard to watch because of Tony Romo, and I appreciate your comments during the Sean Salisbury show. And just the difference between Tony Romo and the Niner-Cowboy game with Greg Olson, it was just so, it was just so much different with uh, Greg Olson because Greg Olson was teaching me about the game. Romo was just trying to observe stuff. It just didn't make sense, and it's just like, why does CBS go with Tony Romo when they have such more talent in that studio? They have Phil Sims, they got Phil Cower, Rodney Harrison, and Boomer Esiason. How can they not choose one of those people to do Tony Romo's job? Heck, bring Dan Marino back. Why is it so hard for CBS to make that yeah. decision? Tony I'm Romo you, is unappealing, unappealing and unbearable. Thank you, uh, and that's you. my rant for today. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. And I love you. I'm with you on Tony Romo. I can't. I think the guy's terrible. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much. Really fun show today. Don't forget halftime and post game over on YouTube live. Really looking forward to it, man. You take care. So long, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.